All right, we are back on the Ohioan, and man, what a big get we had today. Uh, the great George Thomas, who we're taping this early in the morning. George is admitted, not early morning person. He's up. Man, what a treat. Hey, George, how are you doing today? I am remarkably well rested. <laughs> yeah, you look at George. It's amazing. I, I, I'm very impressed. Very impressed. Hey, there's a lot we want to talk about today. Um, I've heard about this company before. They weren't in Ohio, but now they're in Ohio. I am obsessed with the story. You had a couple of great stories in the Beacon Journal yesterday about this new service called Locust, where you can get, um, you know, over the air channels pretty much for five bucks a month. Um, and it's coming to Cleveland and Akron, so I'm I'm excited. Tell me more about this. Now it's it's in Cleveland and Akron. I I played with it yesterday. Um, oh wow! Okay. Basically, they set up local antennas. They they basically coordinate all the signals. They have an app. You download the app. You can stream all these local channels over. You need a you need a good internet connection. Right. But you can stream them via their app. And um, for somebody who is, um, let me mention first that uh, um, I don't know if a lot of people aren't aware. Like I have an outdoor antenna in my house that I put it up like two or three years ago. You throw it up, you scan your one of your new televisions, and all of a sudden it's not four or five TV channels that pop up, depending on where you are. It's about 30 to 35, depending oh, on Because every local channel has a sub-channel. And it, it's just a plethora of, of classic television, mm -hmm. reality television, all this stuff. And when, it, when I first saw it, it, um, it, it kind of surprised me. But I, 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 I was excited because it... There's one channel called Heroes and Icons that has every Star Trek series. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it still runs because I have every streaming app. Yeah. But they have a block of four hours of Star Trek every night, or they did. At any rate, all those channels are available. So it's, it's sort of like the best way to to phrase it and let's face it cable television has basically become uh local television premium channels with movies yeah live sports and a bunch of channels showing reruns yeah this is like a mini the best way to describe it is a mini cable system yeah. And, yeah, and like it, it's five dollars a month, and for somebody who's considering co cutting the cord, I view it as a viable option for now. Is there any way to tape things? Like, no, there is no DVR function. Oh, none. Okay, you have to watch it live or else. No, okay. I and I, you know, I didn't get into that because when I was working on the story, I was on, a, I was kind of on the deadline. Editors yeah. were hot for that because I think they sensed that it would blow up. And, mm -hmm. you know, I was kind of shocked that it blowed up the way it did or blew up the way it did. But um, he's dealing, the founder, it's a nonprofit. The founder yeah. is dealing with a lot of 
of litigation related to copyright issues. Immediately, if you add a DVR, things get a bit murkier in that regard. I can't confirm that, but that's what I suspect is, is the reason behind that. Well, I'm thinking that, like you said, you know, you have other streaming services. If you have other streaming services, like if there's like an old sitcom you want to watch, chances are it's probably on the other streaming service too. Um, you mentioned uh, you also have review. We'll put both links on the podcast of you filling around with locusts and everything. And I like what you said about football. I think it becomes a good option. And I think for people wanting to watch local football, it's a, I, I mean, that's a good scenario for getting this service. You know, I and, and, and exactly. I know you live south of, of the Cleveland area, area, and you're you're on the cusp of being able to get. The, have you tried it? Can you get it? Are you in one of the seventeen counties? Well, I'm in Franklin, so I, I, I'm assuming I'm out. Okay. because we just you know we we just get Cleveland. I mean Cleveland. We we just get Columbus stations. So I'm assuming that they haven't expanded yeah. yet. Yeah. Yeah, you're 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 out. But yeah. around here, and I live in the Cleveland area, mm-hmm. television signals and mind you, I mentioned I have an outdoor antenna. This this antenna is supposed to have a 70 mile range, right? right. Immediately, immediately you're thinking 70 miles, I'm good with every station, right? Yeah. Wrong. Signals, television signals can be funky. And you know, I remember over-the-air television from when I was a kid. I'm that old. And rabbit ears, everything. And you had to position these rabbit ears, blah, 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 to pick up the signal. Now I know why. Because some stations are funky. And the big two, the two stations around here that are the funkiest with respect to signal, a lot of the time they're, they're there on my antenna. But sometimes, especially during football season, they are not. And that's uh, WOIO, the CBS affiliate, and WJW, the Fox affiliate. You know, it's funny, too, because I grew up in the Canton area, and you think it's bad in Akron. I mean, we literally had to get cable. And again, I, I was growing up in the 90s, but, you know, Antenna, I mean, we had a huge antenna, and we still couldn't get clean stations that well. So it was like, hey, if you want the local channels, it's cable or else, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, in, in certain parts of Cleveland, that Cleveland was, when I was growing up, it was a godsend. Yeah. Um, cable, having cable television. Like We, we moved when I was, uh, God, 13. Yeah. We moved out the suburbs, and television reception was a problem, so we got cable. I was a geek anyhow, so cable for a 13-year-old in, in 1978 was like candy. And, oh, yeah. and, and <laughs> so I, I was fine. And, and let's face it, HBO back then showed some programming that was... <laughs> That could be a whole different podcast. What was George watching at 13 on HBO? I can only imagine. It was probably. So, you know, um, that was kind of a godsend. So, well, yeah, I, I published a, 
I did. I actually did some work this morning. I was productive, George. I, I published an old gallery of Ernest Angley photos on the Beacon Journal website. I imagine you weren't watching Ernest Angley at thirteen, right? We won't get into a religious recent <laughs> okay. affiliations because there's another podcast. But no, I was not watching. Okay, Ernest. Yeah, I, <laughs> Craig, what do you have for George? Sorry. No, I, I mean, uh, you know. Is this uh, something that you think can grow, or does it stay maybe where where it's at? I've actually downloaded the app and played around with it a little bit, and it's it seems like a nice little tool for people that want to cut the cord even more. But is this something that maybe they'll grow with additional channels, or are they going to keep this lineup and that's it? They they can't they can't mess with the lineup. They're limited to the stations in the local area. Okay. So their idea of expansion is market by market, and keep in mind because it's a nonprofit. They can't. They can't make. They can't make any money. Yeah. Right. Now, here's a dilemma. The question related to Lowcast is whether it'll be here, because, like I said, there's pending lit litigation right. brought by TV networks that um, is a, a, alleging copyright infringement. Now, the founder says there is no copyright infringement his 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 argument is because i'm not making any money he views this as a public service and you can see his point yeah. given, given that cable bills I'll, I'll be honest with you i told you i cut the cord a few years ago i went from paying 240 a month for, for services with internet um television and I had a, a landline at the time. And when I cut the cord, I went from from 240 a month. I was on PlayStation View, which is now, which is now, now defunct. But I went from 240 to about 140 a month. You know what that was for me? Investment money. Yeah. That, that that's that's a nice hunk of change right just that you could you had in your budget that you can just put some in some investment and watch grow yeah but that's what that's what people are dealing with in order to get programming that they want now mind you for me that didn't even include streaming services um you know i you look for deals there uh, perfect example when Disney Plus, the run up to Disney Plus, they offered three years, yeah, for fifty percent off. You know, my kids wanted it more than I do, I did, and and they work, and we make them save their money. So, in that regard, I am. Um, I said, fine. We split this three ways because at the time, fifty percent. You're talking forty-eight dollars each. Yeah. Right now, for them at their age, that's that's a drop in the bucket to what they have in, in their savings. And they said, "Cool." Netflix, they pay for month to month because I was going to cancel it. I don't, and, and I, I, unless I'm reviewing a Netflix movie, I don't watch it. I it's just a lot of nothing there until recently. <laughs> When they started getting these, bringing in these big names to do stuff, yeah. and even now those things are few and far in between. I'm sorry, 
Chris, you know what we do with what we do for a living? Yeah. We often don't have time to sit there and scan through and see what new content there is. No. I, I, I just put stuff on the background, you know? Yeah, I, I have Peacock, and I paid for a year in advance because it was a deal. I've watched it twice. Yeah. The one I use the most is now Paramount Plus, but I've had it since it started at CBS All Access because I'm a Star Trek geek. Okay. That's where I get all the Star Trek. What do you think about Paramount Plus? Is it is it there? Nice? It's got more shows, but okay. I, like I said... It's mostly there for my Star Trek fix, new and old. Um, you know, I'm used to it. To everybody else who's signing up now, it's yeah. new to them. It's right. it's pretty much same thing with more more shows on it now. Yeah. Can it, can it build something? Sure. I watch HBO Max. I have it. Like I said, I have all of them. But what? go ahead. You, you wanted you were saying something? Well, I was just going to say with Lowcast, I found it interesting. I, from your article, weren't you saying that the, the founder is from Northeast Ohio? Which I thought was kind he has of Northeast Ohio ties. Yeah. His father was, is from, he's from Madison. His, wow. father okay. from here. His stepmother is from here. His grandfather trained at the Cleveland Clinic. Um, his father trained as a dentist at, at, at Case Western Reserve, I think. So the ties run deep. Yeah. I, I would imagine then if it does well in Cleveland, Akron, and we've got a lot of listeners up there, but are they thinking about possibly going to other areas of the state, you know, namely Cincy and Columbus? Um, he said that's a distinct possibility. Cool. That's I mean, interesting. I, I, I have to imagine you know, that. Uh, a lot of what happens in the rest of the markets in this state depends on what happens in Cleveland. Now, if we're being realistic, Ohio is a is a graying state, right? And a lot of people are looking for ways to save money. Yeah, and most people view pay television, these streaming service services, as more of a luxury. Yeah. Beyond local channels right. than a necessity. Right. So, without trying to insult the populace of the state, but the, the numbers are there that say Ohio is getting older. Now, that's a retiree who's internet savvy, and you don't have to be that internet savvy, as you know, Craig. I mean, you you you, you download it, boom, it's. It's self-explanatory. But someone trying to, on a fixed budget, just looking for local TV channels, this is a godsend. Football fans, godsend. Right. So You're not going to get Ohio's marketing money. You know, they're <laughs> pledging to spend $50 million by calling Ohio Grain State. Mike DeWine's not going to like that, George. I mean, come on. I look, it is what it is. Okay. And, but I didn't use the t- term brain drain, so. Okay, <laughs> you're good to go there. I like that. Well, that's good. I mean, yeah, I'm excited about Lowcast. Unfortunately, I can't get it. Uh, Craig, you get Cleveland stations, right? In Fremont? Yeah, yeah. We, 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 well, I'm in Sandusky, but we get Fremont and Toledo stations. It's sort of a mix of it. And, you know, I, I downloaded the app and I, I was actually looking at it as you were talking to see, like, you know, if this is actually 
because I had downloaded it when, when I think we kind of had first looked at the story, and I thought, well, I'll play around with it at some point. But, you know, I was I had Channel 3 News on there as you were talking, actually, and I just turned it off, and I'm like, okay, that works. So, um, you know, I like Paramount Plus because it does give you the option for a local TV station, which is great. Um, I think that could be a game changer for streaming services like them. Peacock, if Peacock decided to, to maybe jump into the local news aspect of things. And then um, the problem with Fox is that their deals with Disney. So you'd have to really kind of cut through some red tape maybe to get, you know, a local Fox station on Disney or Hulu or, you know, however else they want a partnership with. But um, that could be the wave of the future. And maybe something like Lowcast is, is here and gone within, you know, a matter of months or years if these streaming stations get a little bit wise to the fact that people really want the local news content as well for their weather, for their local sports, and just local news in general. I'm going to disagree with you primarily because of one reason. Five bucks a month to, yeah. to not have the nag screen. Yeah. And I did that that's 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 the sweet spot. People who don't want to pay. Right. Yeah. Who, who don't need all of that content. I mean, there are people in, around me who are younger. It's like, hey, I don't want to watch a lot of, a lot of television. You know, so for that very, for, for, for whatever reason they have. And I'll be honest with you, I don't watch a lot of network television. Yeah. I mean, the, the real sweet spot for me is local news. Now they, <laughs> so... In the football, but yeah, there's the 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 the, the big selling point is that five dollars a month, I think. So, well, especially what you're saying too, because it used to be a couple of years ago, a lot of the hockey games were on ESPN, but with the deal they have with Fox, I mean, yeah, there's still hockey games on cable, but there's a lot more high stake games on network TV than ever before. You know? Correct. Ohio. Ohio State will forever be the A or B game on, on Fox on Saturdays. Yeah. <laughs> Especially now with the, the rest of the Big Ten as they're constituted now. Um, so if I'm in Columbus, there's really nothing I could do with the Lowcast app because obviously they, they, they have a technology <clears throat> called, called geofencing. I was going to be a smart aleck and, you know, I'm going to check it out beforehand. Yeah. I'm going to check it out. Courtesy of another TV, or another city. Nope. I tried going into Atlanta. You get the spinning wheel of death on your screen. Okay. And then it pops up. No, 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 no. It's it's Timbe mm. Mutombo. No, 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 no. <laughs> so it won't. It nice. went to do it. Hey, let's talk about a couple other things too. Um, you know, sad news yesterday. Um, it took. It, I knew Joe Tate was in hospice. I knew the end was near. But, man, hearing the news that he died yesterday took me off guard. What an iconic voice of our youth and young adulthood. Man. Yeah, he, I, see, I I knew Joe. Joe was great with me the two two years I covered the Cavs. Great guy. Always stopped to say hello. Definite iconic voice. But I, I was – this is gonna say it's the. Oh. I was never really sports kid beyond yeah. beyond football. I didn't listen to sports on the radio, dude. I wasn't. That wasn't. 
I mean, when, when other kids were listening to sports on the radio, Indians and Cavaliers. Yeah. I was sneaking and watching Starsky and Hutch and, and, and stuff like that in my bedroom when games were on. It just wasn't yeah. me. I got to know Joe on a very limited basis covering the Cavs those two years. And I knew what he represented to the community. So that's that's a huge loss. But you know what? I I I went I went back yesterday and I, I read stories that other people wrote about him. And what I can really appreciate about him, because with all due respect, when my career ends, this is the way I want to be. He walked out the door and yeah. that wasn't who he was anymore. Yeah. He, he cut ties and it's like, yeah. I, I, I get that. I understand that. He didn't let his his career define him as an individual. So well, and, and it was amazing. And it was amazing too because man, he covered well, he broadcast the first couple years of LeBron's career. And you would think, wow, you would still follow or at least watch because you're like, what a great player. Yeah, I read the stories too, and it was amazing about he couldn't tell you anything. I mean, it'd be, it'd be like if I'm asking you about stuff you don't care about. He's like, "Yeah, it's all right." You know? Yeah, it was amazing, very impressive. Well, see, from what I understand, one of the the reasons you walked away is because of the bombastic nature of of game presentation. Now, and yeah, you, about the only sport you don't really see it in, and, and mind you, I don't watch a lot of hockey, so. Maybe one of you could speak to that better, but you don't see it much at all in baseball. Yeah, you get the walk-up music, and that's basically it. But I, I, I got what he was saying because, in some ways, going to the Cavs game is a spectacle, and it was especially so during those those LeBron James years. Yeah. So yeah, I I get that. It's like play the game. <laughs> And definitely, and you know, you talked also about Michael Stanley. Interesting, Michael Stanley wasn't a well, well known around the country, but Northeast Ohio, he was a legend. He was the spring team in Northeast Ohio. Yeah, th- those were my high school years. I again, I I loved rock music. Again, this is sacrilege. I don't own any <laughs> Michael Stanley music. I I knew a couple songs. Growing up in Euclid, I I remember all the MSB T-shirts. I remember the the sold out concerts at the Richfield Coliseum, where he sold out two consecutive nights. Very few bands back in that day could back in the day could do that. Journey sold out four nights there. Right. Um, the Who I think sold out two. I could be wrong. Rush sold out a couple nights in a row there. But uh, that that's very much an a, an accomplishment. But now I was a headbanger. Yeah, I, I was a metalhead. Really? Yeah, <laughs> I'm Judas Priest, the Scorpions. Really? Gosh. Okay. Um. Yeah, and that was back in the '70s. So I was a real freaking anomaly. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm stunned. So MSB wasn't really in my wheelhouse, but. He had his fans, and he had his influence locally, and it was it was kind of surprising. He never <laughs> big nationally because yeah. he was certainly certainly in that journey 
Right. Journey, who else was a contemporary at the time? Journey, uh, I, Journey is the first band that comes to mind. But it was it was Journey with more of an edge and yeah. more of a feeling for, of what resonated here. And I, I, I think that's why he was so popular here. He knew how to talk to, to Northeast Ohioans. Yeah, I just got to ask about that because I thought it was so weird. I, I didn't expect him to be like in that spring scene or something, but I was shocked about how he was so big here and never big around the country at all. You know, it, it was just very strange. The only band similar to that, George, um, 21 Pilots. I used to go to these free concerts at Columbus churches where 21 Pilots would play. And it was like insane. There was like a ton of kids there that just went nuts. And I would ask people, who the heck are these guys? And they're like, oh, it's this unknown band from Columbus. And they were really big in Columbus. And then they, you know, blew up and became big nationally. Well, yeah, uh, very strange. Here we go. I never heard of them. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know who else you can think of putting that group? You ever hear of Dottie Iris and the Cruisers? They're yeah. at Western P Western PA. Mm -hmm. they're, they're the they're the they had two two decent sized national hits, Alia and Love Will Rock You, I think, but mostly outside of Western Pennsylvania. Right. And you you often saw Michael Stanley Band and, and Donny Iris and the Cruisers on the same bill. Really? Okay. At at at, at, at that time, so. It happens. I mean, uh, another band that comes to mind, um, uh, a Philadelphia area band called the Hooters. Okay. <laughs> and they loved them in Philly. They had um, one major hit called And We Danced mm -hmm. in the early 80s. They, they were, if I'm not mistaken, the first act at... Uh, Philadelphia Live Aid. I was there. And Philly went wild. I knew their one song. They played two or three and they were done. So very good. Well, well George, I want to end with this. And I gotta take credit. Uh I, I pointed in the right direction, so I got a lot of clicks online. It did well. The Coming to America review. Um <laughs> Uh, uh, George and I went back and forth on Facebook. It, it made me chuckle. I, George, you're my you're my favorite. I, I love talking to you on Facebook. But um, you review coming to America. Um, obviously, it's a sequel uh, to the first one that came out. Obviously, Arsenio Hall, Eddie Murphy. What did you think about it? You know, it's slow to start. That's the best mm -hmm. way to put it. You know, the the, the strength of that movie is the Africa stuff when they go to yeah. Africa because they're not really walking too familiar ground. You know what I mean? Right. It's a fish out of water story, but it's flipped in that his son is the fish out of water. And I don't know why they didn't just have the kid take a DNA test to prove his, his parenthood. Yeah. But then they wouldn't have had a movie, I guess. But Right. But... Um, that's when it works the best. You see all the old characters. Yeah. And, and and that's nice and nostalgic. You get a few laughs out of it. But that first 30, 35, 40 minutes is it's kind of a slog. I really like Wesley Jones in it. Eddie Murphy is 
Eddie Murphy because he's so good. He can make you laugh with a, a, a by raising his his eyebrow, and he still got it even after yeah. all years and not working as much. Well, I'm kind of wondering since we're in the middle of a pandemic, does it work more from a nostalgic? Like we're very desperate. We want all of our nostalgia to come back. And to me, I think if the movie came out five years ago, it may have been killed because it was very nostalgic. But now I think we embrace that. We want to get nostalgia during a pandemic like this. I mean, when is America ever going to be accused of not embracing its nostalgia? I don't right. think. <clears throat> Especially in the cinema. Yeah, coming to America, the original is a classic. Right, it it was gonna do business, and after, and, and you know, they've been Eddie Murphy's been talking about the sequel for years, right. and he, it just couldn't be done to his satisfaction. Right, so I guess that finally happened, and doing the 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 sequel picked up after um, My Name Is Dolomite really scored on on Netflix. Uh, another movie he was, you know, he was he was great in that. So, yeah. uh, America is the, the 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 country of nostalgia. Well, yeah, I, I guess the, the only criticism I have would be some people might say, "Oh, they just went back to the old well; they didn't really break new ground." But hey, if you like the first movie, hey, that's what Hollywood it. does. Hollywood yeah. does that all the it, time. It, I mean, yeah. 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 Embrace it. Don't criticize it. Just love it. You know. When the last time you saw an original idea out of Hollywood, we're yeah, getting yeah. the Matrix Four this year, <laughs> which I'm excited about. But <laughs> Kong versus Godzilla is 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 coming out in two weeks. Yeah, it's. I think the la- I think the last time I really felt like inspired by originality at the, at the movie theater was probably like inception. And that was 10 years or 11 years ago now where, you know, we, we saw Hollywood actually pump in a lot of money into a project and it, you know, delivered financially along with being creative and interesting and challenging at the same time. But it's Hollywood's built on sequels. We we had 20 some odd, you know, Marvel movies for superheroes and, you know, Every other every year, it's a superhero movie sequel or whatever it may be. I'm going to give the Marvel movies a pass because that was part of a larger story arc. But yeah, I mean, they were successful and good. I'm just saying that that's our originality is. Studios don't want to take chances because they're pouring in hundreds of millions of dollars in production and marketing, and it's it's challenging for them to say. You know, even if it's Christopher Nolan, let's give Christopher Nolan four hundred, you know, four hundred million dollars to make a movie. You know, look at James Cameron. He's not making original stuff anymore. He made Avatar, and now he's making four sequels or whatever it is. So even the, the best filmmakers you know, are, are just taking the money grab and saying, well, I'll make whatever you want me to make because I, I want to make something that people are going to watch. Well, you mentioned you mentioned Inception. I'd argue that the most original thing in the past couple of years is, I don't know if you saw Tenet. I have not seen Tenet yet. No. That, yeah. yeah. And you're going to want to see Tenet three times. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's a Christopher Nolan movie, so you have to almost, yeah. So that's... By design, yeah. For me, that's the last most original thing. Right. That, it's a mind trip. It's, 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 it's like watching the first Matrix film for right. the first time. So it's on that level. 
And that's why I like Christopher Nolan movies. You know, even with Batman, you got something different there. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna discredit the the sequel or the the, the desire for sequels because you can make great sequels. I mean, Empire Strikes Back or The Dark Knight, things like The Godfather Two is a great sequel. So you know, you can make you can go back to the well and make a great movie. But it just seems like, you know, people complain. I know Steven Spielberg complains about it all the time, but then guess what Steven Spielberg does? He's making, you know, more Indiana Jones movies. He's doing a remake of West Side Story this year. So, you know, I think the filmmakers have gotten a little bit to that point where they want to become lazy too, where, you know, Steven Spielberg can make whatever movie he wants. He can go to any studio and say, give me $200 million and let me go to work. And then what does he do? He's making a West Side Story, you know, rehash i mean and making indiana jones you know he'll probably make indiana jones 27 if he can you know so i don't know it's just i wish hollywood would just say you know what we're going to take a chance we don't need top gun sequels we don't need you know 50 sequels or you know remakes of 30 year old movies because we can just do what we want to do and people are going to go to the theater and maybe now's the time with theaters being out for so long maybe now's the time to be creative and original and reinvest because when theaters do come back maybe people will go see whatever they can see because it's there ain't gotta i've been working oh, I know it's not gonna happen i know it's not gonna happen i'm just saying if there ever was a time it could be now because people are going to be starving for theaters whenever they reopen. And I know New York City's reopening. People are going to be starving for anything just to get out of the house. And that's where you could have an inception come out or something different. Here, here you go. Here's where you're going to see a lot. And when I, when I think originality, I think story, not necessarily innovative filming techniques or technology. Right. Here's where you're going to see the originality. Streamers. They're Hollywood Hollywood studios are gonna see that ground in 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 theaters and they're gonna keep their freaking tentpole pole films, their loud ass films that bug the hell out of me, that inconsiderate teenagers show up to. And, and, and they're gonna keep those tentpole pole films and they're gonna keep ignoring small films with a story. A, a, a story that engrosses you simply because all of them, I think all of them, yeah, all of them have these streamers now. And I think that's where you're going to see it happen. When, b b before HBO switched to HBO Max, they they announced point blank that, well, this, this is where those films with the $40 million budget, this is where they're going to be going. HBO Max, before theatrical, or maybe never going <laughs> So I, I, I love some big blockbusters. I love going to the theaters, but I'm growing into a, a big cynic when it comes to this stuff and, and, and what the studios are doing. And yeah, I've reviewed movies. I reviewed them full time for, God, 13 yeah, years. Yeah. 13 years full time. And by the time they said at the Beacon Journal, we're downsizing your position, you're going to be reassigned. I was burned out because it was mostly crap. <laughs> it was it, it was mostly crap. Right. And it's like, yeah, I okay, put me in sports. <laughs> but but 
I've got a nice balance with it now, but I, I, that the, the lack of originality is definitely a big reason why I'm glad I'm not doing it full time. And the, the paper lets me pick and choose what I do bother with. And, and, and that works for me. Well, we love reading your sports stuff, but we love your pop culture and other stuff. And I got to tell you, George, I, I sat in on the Ohio editors meeting yesterday, and I sat in on the Akron reports meeting, and there was a buzz. People were excited about Locast. I'm excited that your story is getting that buzz. It's awesome. Uh, it's nice to be talked about. Yes. <laughs> definitely. In a, in definitely. A, in a good way. So. You said the Ohio editors meeting. What was what, what, what were you talking about? What was the buzz there? I'm curious. Well, we have a meeting early in the morning where just the Gannett Ohio editors get together and go over stories. And oftentimes it's stories they could share with other, you know, Ohio places. And yeah, a lot of discussion about low cast. People were excited. It was good. And like and like I said, graying state and yeah. high, high cable bills. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Oh, man. We're hoping to get a hold of Dan Tierney from the governor's office. So, And we won't bug him. We want that $50 million to come our way. So we, we may not mention Grain State because I want to give him all these ideas. I want to get a cut of that money. Grain State may not work, but you're right. We are Grain State. Well, you think about it. Going back to Locast, you, you, you get Locast. You've got your, your local channels, right? Five bucks a month, $60 a year for as long as it's here. You just pick the streaming services you want, and you're good. Yeah, you're basically good with your content. And and people talk about a la carte with cable. You know, this is a way of 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 doing a la carte if those those local channels are important to you. Yeah, definitely. Well, well George, don't retire. I mean, I know you got to retire sometime, but I don't want you to retire because, yeah, you don't have to talk about movies all the time, but I, I, I don't want you to totally leave it. I want, I, I want your your spunk you know, when talking about movies and sports and everything. I tell you what, my wife is sitting right next to me. Uh-huh. She controls what when I retire. Okay. Well, so- we'll just tell her when you retire, make sure that you still are fired up you're, you're the grumpy old man. I mean, I love this, George. I mean, don't lose that, you know? Who doesn't like the grumpy old man? Oh, oh man. <laughs> That's great. We, we need to – well, we'll tell you what we said hi. So, you know, it was you a honey? Yes. She says hi. <laughs> we got a hi of George's wife. Man, what? This is fantastic. Well, George, remind us, where, where can we find you on Twitter? Uh, at by George Thomas. Very fantastic. That's where I that's where I reside in the social media universe. Well, and I like this. We're we're, we're entering minute thirty nine, and we haven't talked about Browns and Steelers. Which hey, we're not going to do it because the Steelers aren't good now. Now, if the Steelers ever get good again, I'll talk to you all day about the Steelers. But I can't talk about the Steelers now. There's nothing I can lord over you. Now, I remember one of my first experiences with George Thomas. He scared me. Because I was wearing a Steelers coat, we were at the News Herald desk, and you yelled at me about being a Steelers fan, and you, you freaked me out, George. Uh, but, I'm not that guy anymore. I can't yes. covering the Browns. I can't be that guy anymore. So right, 
Oh, obviously. But, you know, hey, they're a good team, and they'll probably be good next year. And uh, Wait till next year. That's what I'm saying about my Steelers, so that'll be good. All right, well, George, thanks again. Man, we got to do this more often. I, I got to figure out a time that's good for you. I love to say in the morning, so I'm not sure if this is going to happen that often, <laughs> you being up this early in the morning. So, so we got to figure out a time. We got to make this happen more often. I, I love this. This is great. I I enjoyed the conversation, gentlemen. It's 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 nice to talk to people who appreciate the nuances of this. Oh, and that, if you if you look at the low cast coverage yesterday, yeah. and, and and I'm not tooting touting tooting my own horn here, but it's like you look at a lot of the other coverage from yesterday, and it was basically this is what it is. It's coming to town, but I I wanted to say, well, what does this mean? Yeah. And, and, and I, I think a lot of people miss that aspect. What does this mean for people? Well, it means a lot if you if 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 if, if you watch a lot of television. If you're into to, to just having local channels, it's 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 significant. So. Well, I love your spunk. You, you can read the phone book, and we'd have you on to read the phone book. You're great with that. But, no, we talk a lot of sports here, but we also talk a lot of um, streaming services. Whenever it's a new streaming service, we have to evaluate it. And we, we like doing social media discussion. I'm trying to get these guys on Clubhouse, but they, they haven't been uh, excited about that service yet. George, you'd be fantastic on Clubhouse. we got to get you on. I've heard of Clubhouse, but it's like I hear you, one, I hear you need an invite. And I'm not pressing anyone for invites to any social media platforms. I'm Mr. Anti-Social Media. Right. I, 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 when Twitter first came on, yeah, I was there. I was, and it's like, and then Twitter became Twitter. And mind you, I've been on Twitter since you know Brian Windhurst. Yeah, years ago, turned me on to Twitter. That's how long I've been on. But Twitter devolved. I won't even say evolved. And it's like. You see me post my links there. I will reply to people I know, but otherwise, I'm not really engaging in anything. And it doesn't run my life. I've got other things to do. Yeah. You see me more on Facebook, but even there, it's the same way. I, I, I use Facebook for what it was meant for. Now, I'll share news links right. without commentary because mm. I, don't, I don't want the debate. I don't need the debate. I'm, you don't need to know how I feel politically. I'm a freaking sports writer. Yes, yes. I, you, you, you don't need to know any of that about me. You don't need to know my kids' names. Right. You, I'm, I'm sorry. You're not getting that information. And it, a lot of what's wrong with, and here's the grumpy old guy. Oh. A lot of, 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 not a lot, not even a lot. Some of what's wrong in society today can be traced to the rise of social media, I think. Yeah. That's that's a firm belief. I've got no data to back it up. I'm sure somebody's done studies, but it's like, I don't, I'm done participating. And I have been for a few years. Many times I'm just promoting this stuff and I'm promoting my stuff at work. And that's it. And, 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 now, messaging, we'll message back and forth. And there's been some times I've talked about on this show where I've gotten very upset when people say to me on social media, and, and George is in my messages saying, yeah, give me advice. And, hey, it's not public advice, but it's good. I appreciate it. It's, it's, very- Jim, it's just 
stay away. <laughs> I, it, it's useful, but it's not. It's not life, and some people, too many people, treat it that way, or too many people go on social media just to let out their dark side. Yeah, and it's like yeah, I, I, I got other things to worry about. It just. Well, promote your stuff. I mean, that's that's what I say. It's, it's good tool for that. But it's promote your stuff if you got stuff to promote. Like if you're doing a podcast or if you're writing for the Beacon Journal, like you do, promote your stuff. Now, if you're promoting your crazy conspiracy theories, yeah, definitely go away. But, yeah, if you're promoting something legitimate, go for it. It's great. Well, George, it's always been good. Hang out for a second afterwards. I need to talk to you offline real quick. But thanks so much, Craig. I appreciate you listening in and experiencing George Thomas for the first yeah, time. Yeah, it was a pleasure. What a day. Well, we will do this soon, George. We we can't be a couple months like we were last time. But thank you again, everybody, for checking out the Highland. Thank you for George. Uh, thank you for Craig and for Brandon. Uh, thanks, you all. Have a great day.